Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with spring break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented, of course, by DraftKings. I am, of course, Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Five teams, seven years, classic journeyman. Thank goodness, helped me get these broadcasting gigs for both CBS on television, Westwood One on the radio. I'll be on the sideline on Sunday for the AFC Championship game. For Westwood One, very much looking forward to that. Should be awesome. You can and should check me out on social media, please. At Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. The show is always available. YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Whether it's the full show or just the clips and highlights of the other shows or this one as well. And remember, we live stream the show now which is awesome. More and more people are checking it out. Twitter or X, Instagram, Facebook, as well as YouTube. And that'll be the Spread the Word winner again this week. All you need to do is when we post a live stream on any of those platforms, just comment or repost on any of those. You will be the Spread the Word winner this week via social media, which reminds me, by the way, I sent out uh, today to everybody. I had time Saturday morning before I drove down to Baltimore, actually. Everybody that's, a, that's been a press pass winner over the last couple months, sent them all out. You're all getting them. So look out for them this week. You'll be excited. Most of you got what you requested. Like three people requested Steelers. I don't have any Steelers left. So anyway, uh, that's how you become the Spread the Word winner this week. Sponsor confirmation email winner. You know, your best bet is probably going to be to go to westshorehome.com slash Ross and sign up for a free estimate, which you should absolutely do. I'll tell you more about them a little bit later, but that's probably going to be the sponsor confirmation email winner this week. Love doing the YouTube shout out. It's just fun to be able to do a video on my phone, send it to you via email, and then you have like a cameo style video just for commenting over at youtube.com 
slash Ross Tucker NFL. Got a lot of patrons last week that wanted the even money bets. I think probably because Steve was sick. The latest one, Oliver Lester, patreon.com slash RT Media. Please check out the other threads with the other awesome listeners, the diehard Tuckheads. They are, they're loyal, they're diehards, they've been around a long time. Big fans of all of them. Big fan of The Big Show. The Big Show. All right, Ross, we'll start. What were your overall themes from the divisional round this past weekend? So there were several, Jack, uh, several that jumped out to me. Number one, the spotting of the ball by officials was a major issue in all of the games. At least once in every game, Jack, there was a really bad spot that the coach had to challenge or was an issue or they had to re-spot it. It's not good. You know, I'm calling that Ravens game, and I can't remember what play it was, Jack, but it was a play where I feel like the Ravens had or Texans had to get the ball to the 45, okay? The guy, it's a play, and the guy gets tackled. I'm watching the two line judges come walking in, okay? The one guy is just a little bit on the right side of the 45. The other guy is a little bit on the left side of the 45. That's a problem. I mean, that that is a problem. (laughs) If the line gains the 45 and one guy's on one side of it and the other guy's on the other side of it, we might need to... We might need to check, take a look at this one. I mean, and it felt like, you know, the Green Bay game, I thought the Packers got a raw deal. The second one, LaFleur had to challenge, and he's like, that's twice. And he was right. So the spotting, I thought, was, was an issue for sure in these games. I think almost all of them that, that jumped out to me, that ended up being – legitimately one of the issues of these games was the spotting. So that, that was a theme had to be a theme. Um, red zone, red zone was gigantic in all of these games, settling for field goals versus touchdowns. Obviously it cost the Packers dearly. They got in the red zone all night against the Niners The Niners didn't really until the end, and yet the Niners still won the game. And that's how it works, but the red zone. And then the other part of that is just drops. Dropped catches, dropped interceptions. There were a lot of drops in these games. I mean, Darnell Savage drops for the Packers. Might have been a pick six. The Bills last night had several drops. Every game... There were uh, Jamel Dean dropped interception in the end zone for the Bucks against the Lions. There were key, clutch, critical, whatever you want to call them, drops in every game that jumped out to me. Uh, another one I would just say special teams. You know, and by the way, this reminds me: you guys should absolutely listen or watch the College Draft podcast today, uh, this morning with myself and Emery Hunt. Because what we do is we go over scouting lessons from the divisional round games. And some of the scouting lessons, for me, special teams is one of them. But it's really interesting as we're 
you know, getting closer and closer to the draft. Draft will be here in three months to watch these games critically and see what lessons you take away from a scouting and roster building standpoint. Emery and I will dive into that on today's College Draft Podcast. It's really more about the NFL and the NFL Draft than it is college football today. Highly encourage you guys to check that one out. Um, I know a lot of you don't typically, but you should. But then you think about it, like Houston had that uh, punt return for a touchdown by Steven Sims, which was gigantic in that game. Green Bay blocked the field goal by Moody. They got a piece of the Moody field goal at the end of the first half, which could have been a big deal. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon had a deep kickoff return for the Packers. That was very helpful, you know, and then, and then why don't we just get into it now, Jack? Why, why don't we just talk about it now? The kicking, the kicking. And in fact, because it was like this in almost every game, especially the Bills game, I'm going to make this the bare heart-stopping moment or moments of the week. Did you know that your heart attack risk can more than double when your home team plays? Learn more and assess your heart risk factors at checkyourheartrisks.com, brought to you by Bear Aspirin, the official sponsor of Fans' Hearts. In all four games, the losing team missed a field goal that was within 50 yards. This is why I say it's a flaw in the game and has nothing to do with kickers. I have a lot of friends that are kickers. Kicking should not be a part of the sport of football. Imagine, just for a second, we all got together and we were going to start from scratch and make the rules. Okay, I got it. For 60 minutes, you will have a bunch of big, fast, strong guys. They'll tackle. They'll block. They'll run into each other. They'll hit. They'll catch the ball. They'll run with the ball. They'll throw with the ball. Imagine if some guy was like, oh, I have an idea. I have an idea. And then every once in a while, and a lot of times at the end of the game, let's have a guy come in who does none of those other things and played soccer in high school and he'll kick a ball through these poles. Everybody else at the table would be like, what are you talking about? No, that's a terrible idea. Yet that's the way it is. Yet that's what we have. That's what we have. And it is so frustrating. Like, I get it, right? I, I understand that it's always been a part of the game, whatever. I just, and it is part of the game, and it does matter. It's just very frustrating to me because I don't know, Jack, like if you have an example, but like it would be like at the end of a soccer game where it's tied, you had two guys come off the bench and do a push-up contest. It would be like at the end of a basketball game, instead of overtime, let's, let's have um, two guys have a hot dog eating contest. Like it has nothing to do with everything else we're doing the whole rest of the game. It's maddening. Absolutely maddening. Carlson missed, what, a 41-yarder so that the Niners would have tied the game late instead? McLaughlin uh, missed a 50-yarder indoors for the Bucks with the doink. That could have changed the complexion of that game. 
Kaimi Fairbairn missed a 47-yarder in Baltimore. The Texans would have had the lead at halftime. And then, yes, Tyler Bass, of course, with the wide right. That was absolutely awful and uh, very disappointing. And I don't even like it for those guys. I, I, I hate that those guys have to deal with that and have to realize that they, you know, missed a kick that was critical to the game. I just think if you broaden your mind and actually think about, like, if we started from scratch, how laughable it would be that people would want to have that as part of the game. But it is part of the game, and, and blah, 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 and we all know that. We all also know that by far the best thing to do right now, right now, is go to westshorehome.com slash Ross. I've told you guys about them before. Already got the two new upstairs bathrooms. Amazing. The one is a shower and tub, which the girls love. The other one's just a shower. Beautiful, brand new. Now we are nine days away from getting a new front door. They do entryways. They do doors. And make sure, we'll get all the pictures up at westshorehome.com slash Ross. You can already see my house. You can already see the the upstairs showers. Now you're going to be able to see the new front door. westshorehome.com slash Ross. That's also where you sign up to get the free estimate. Why not? Why would you not just at least know how much it costs? westshorehome.com slash Ross. westshorehome.com slash Ross. All right, Ross, we'll move. Baltimore, they dominated in the second half, scoring 24 unanswered points to beat the Texans, 34-10. to 10. That was wild. It really was. So I was at the game, and this has ended up being the only game that was not competitive, really, in the second half. The, the food, let's start with the food. They had chicken cacciatore, meatballs, some type of pasta, Caesar salad, Coke Zero. Uh, that was key because... The Fountain Machine no longer has Coke Zero, but they had Coke Zero cans in the cooler. A lot of respect for that. That that must have been, they, they, that was probably them listening to the show. And then they had bananas, which I liked. I'm a big banana guy. I had bananas. I had a couple bananas during the game. Um, and then the candy, which was awesome. No crab cakes at halftime, unfortunately. Maybe they're saving it for the AFC Championship game. Um, at halftime, I think they had like chicken tenders and stuff. I didn't, I didn't need that. At halftime, I had a Snickers and a banana. So I'd have like a bite of the Snickers, bite of the banana, bite of the Snickers, bite of the banana. So every bite of banana was like a chocolatey, snickery deliciousness. That's how you do it. You want to be healthy. If you're going to have something bad, combine it with something healthy. Bam. It was awesome. Um, I'll give them like a, uh, I'll give them a, Pretty solid A- minus because of the Coke Zero and candy accompaniment. That was key. So the first half, it was back and forth. Lamar running and passing. Tucker makes a 53-yard field goal. And then Fairbairn made a long field goal. So it's 3-3. Unbelievable, by the way. Those kicks and, and that weather. There was wind and it was super cold. Lamar Jackson was just the difference maker. I thought the first half was pretty evenly played. If anything, arguably the Texans got the better of it. Stroud is so impressive with his pinpoint accuracy. Jack, I don't think he was sacked once the whole game. That's how impressive that dude is. I mean, he was under duress too. He kept having to buy time. He's so calm and poised 
buying time and throwing the ball away, it's really impressive. Or or completing it. The thing is, is the the Texans did not have a great answer for Lamar Jackson and the scrambling. In the first half, he had a couple of scrambles. The first one led to the Aguilar touchdown, 10-3 Baltimore. But it was still 10 a halftime because Sims had that punt return for a touchdown. But the missed field goal by the Texans was critical. Second half, total domination by the Ravens. And I'm telling you, Jack, at halftime, there were some... There was some anxiety there because they know about their track record in playoff games and Lamar in playoff games. And they know that it was, there was a lot of nervous looking faces at halftime to be sure. And, uh, but they came out second half, a lot of Lamar running and passing, uh, you know, loved the creativity from Todd Munkin down in the red zone. How about the fourth down bootleg by Lamar? Later on, he had a bootleg touchdown by Lamar where he follows Ronnie Stanley out. And next thing you know, Isaiah Likely, they're faking the Lamar run. He throws up to Isaiah. Next thing you know, it's 31-10 Ravens. And you realize that C.J. Stroud and the Texans, eight quarters, zero offensive touchdowns against that Ravens defense. Mike McDonald is a star as a D coordinator for Baltimore. Tough turnover late from Jordan Love, San Francisco to the conference championship, 24-21. You know what? I, I knew this was going to happen because the Packers totally dominated the first half and they were still down 7-6. I mean, they were in the red zone three times settled for two field goals and got stuffed on that questionable spot on the Jordan Love quarterback sneak, you can't do that, especially on the road against a really good team. Just cannot do that because the Niners got the long touchdown from Kittle. It was weird. It was raining, and the Niners, the home team, their players are the ones that kept losing their footing. Thought that was interesting. Uh, obviously, not good for the Niners to lose Debo Samuel out with the shoulder injury. I thought the clock management was interesting by Shanahan. The end of the first half, you know, these guys. I think I, I understand the math and the fact that it's a high priority to not give the ball back to the other team with the opportunity to score points when you're in those situations and they've done the math on that. I think they might go a little bit overboard in trying to prevent the other team from having an opportunity to score. I think they're starting to get to the point where it's affecting their own ability to score. And that's what happened in the Niners. Not only did they not get a chance to get a touchdown, but the field goal got blocked. And we get to the second half, Bo Melton, I mean, he's like the sixth receiver for the Packers after all the rookies and second-year guys, and he gets a pass interference penalty. He drew it on Ambry Thomas, and he gets the touchdown. And the Packers still dominating. Boom, next thing you know, McCaffrey goes for another long touchdown. The, the, The Packers kept chipping away. The Niners would just hit home runs. The key there was that Kittle third down conversion from Purdy. But then the Nixon uh, had the kickoff return, which was fumbled. How about you posted this, Jack, on social media, at Ross Tucker Pod. 
the tremendous, I mean tremendous hustle by Eric Wilson to save that Keyshawn Nixon kickoff return that was deep, that led to a Packers 21-14 touchdown. Um, But man, I said earlier, then Keyshawn Nixon drops an easy interception. Brock Purdy, I've never seen a quarterback throw so many interceptable passes that don't get intercepted like Brock Purdy. It is wild. I thought the difference in the game was in the second half, Love had a couple of key misses, really bad misses. The one would have kept the drive going. The other one got intercepted by Greenlaw. I mean, bad. Then uh, Purdy was just off. Then the Packers have a long run from Aaron Jones, 53 yards. They end up stalling out in the red zone again. Carlson misses a 41-yarder. Would have put the Packers up by a full touchdown. Instead, it was still 21-17. I was sure they were going to lose at that point, and they did. Niners go length of the field. They burn a ton of clock. McCaffrey touchdown, 24-21. Jordan Love throws a terrible interception, and that was the end of it. Speaking of the end of it, Jack, I am just about at the end of my Labatt blue light. I'm going to have to go ahead and get some more because I finished them yesterday while I was watching the Bills game. Do what I did yesterday for the conference championship games. I'll be working, but you guys can drink some Labatt blue lights with your friends, family, live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. And you're going to have to eat something, of course. So why not make it easy on yourself? Order in on DoorDash. Now you can root for your squad or watch the game while your food and drinks are on the way. So that means burgers, chips, dips, soda, pizza, wings, so much more delivered straight to your door. Detroit's head to their first conference championship since 1991 with a 31-23 win over the Bucks, and now they have their most total wins in a season ever with 14. Wow, that's a good stat, Jack. I didn't know that. I am so looking forward to that game. I can't wait to see how many Lions fans are in Santa Clara. It's a very expensive ticket, but it's literally a once-in-a-lifetime experience for Lions fans, literally. Uh, I think a lot of them are going to go. Baker threw the uh, interception early, but the Bucks were able to hold the Lions to a field goal, and then Baker threw an interception late to Barnes, in, in, which ended the game. That was the difference. The interception from Baker to Gardner-Johnson early, and then the interception by Baker late. I really was impressed, though, with how Baker played in between. They answered. I thought the Lions' offensive line was excellent and that they kept winning with play action. That led to uh, the play action of Laporta, led to the Josh Reynolds touchdown, 10-3. McLaughlin obviously had the doink. Both times, the Texans and the Bucks missed those first-half field goals, which would have given them the lead at halftime. Because after Kalijah Kansi had that sack on third and one, Goff got sacked. How about that 92-yard drive? End of the first half, two-minute drill from Baker, getting the ball to Mike Evans twice. Next thing you know, it's 10-10. Jonah Jackson out for the Lions was a big loss. Um, The Lions had that late third-quarter drive 
which ended with a Craig Reynolds touchdown from Division II Cookstown. I loved it. 17-10. Then um, Baker hit Kate Otten a couple times on the drive. That led to a Rashad, awesome Rashad White touchdown against the Lions Blitz. 17-17. Then the Lions kind of took over. Play action passes. Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs had an awesome long touchdown. Then again, Lions play action passes primarily to Amon Ra St. Brown. That's a touchdown to Amon Ra. When Jamel Dean was out, McCollum comes in, bam. Baker did have an incredible uh, on fourth down answers, but they did not get uh, Evans' pass interference. Uh, it's two-point play. Evans should have drawn the pass interference. 31-23, Barnes intercepts Baker. That was the end of it. Chiefs hold on after a missed field goal from the Bills to win 27-24. Chiefs are just so impressive. They, they really are. They're, you know, It reminds me of the Patriots where you almost have to be perfect to beat them. The Bills' offensive line was dominant. I thought Josh Allen was almost flawless in this game. Incredible with his legs, his arms. Uh, several key drops for the Bills. Sherfield had a couple drops. Stephon Diggs had a, had a drop on like crazy bombs by Josh Allen. But the Bills beat up defense just could not stop the Chiefs. I mean, would they get one stop maybe the whole game? They were dropping coverages, not able to get Mahomes down. Chiefs, by the way, lost both Willie Gay and Mike Edwards in the game. Chiefs flawless first drive of the second half to go up. I just... The Bills could not get a stop. The, the McDermott fake punt was not good, but how about Jordan Poyer knocking the ball out of McCole Hardman's hands at the goal line? I mean, that, that would have been the clincher for the Chiefs right there. They would have gone up 10. That was gigantic. And then, yeah, people are talking about Josh Allen at the end of the game, but if Dawkins doesn't get hidden into him, that's a touchdown to Shakir on second down. And then third down, he could have thrown the ball underneath, but if he, even if he did... They wouldn't have gotten the first time. They would have kicked a field goal anyway. So uh, Josh Allen is not the guy that I'd be pointing a finger at right now if I am a Bills fan. That's for darn sure. I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out to MyFrontPageStory.com. Please do this. I'm begging you to go to MyFrontPageStory.com. That'll be the winner too. Either go to WestShoreHome.com slash Ross or MyFrontPageStory.com and get one of these incredible stories for a loved one. You know, I also love BackOfficeScheduler.com, SteakhouseSports.com, HumanHeadNYC.com, Sportaculture, and Pizza Boy Brewing.